and welcome back to Lounge with Books. I'm Sophie. And I'm Claire. And we are two ex-librarians keeping in touch through the power of books. And we are currently on our sixth book club read. It is Ghost Forest by Pikshun Fung. And we read up to page 180 this week. So hopefully you've been following along. If not, we're just going to chat about our thoughts, how we're feeling about the book so far, and hopefully that will inspire you to pick up the book as well. Mm. So Claire, we read another 80 pages this week. What are you thinking? Still liking the book? Oh uh, yeah, I'm still loving the book. There are some very kind of funny and emotional moments. Most of the pages we read was actually about the dad being in hospital, basically. In and out of hospital, wasn't it? And... Um, there was just moments where the family were kind of round his bed and and sort of talking and doing things and just funny little moments. The, the bit that I picked up first was the fact that the mum was doing a three-hour foot massage <laughs> to get him to go to sleep, I think, wasn't it? I know. Could you imagine the cramp? I know. And she was doing it, like, in the middle of the night, wasn't she? Which I was like... Mad. Yeah, completely crazy, yeah. I mean, it's it's interesting, because the book itself is obviously an exploration of her roots, you know, being from Hong Kong, but living in Canada, and then also family and grief, because there is loss in this book. And in this section that we're reading, it's about her dad becoming ill, but she's never had a strong relationship with her dad, so it's almost like... How do you feel in that moment where this person that you've never been that close with becomes ill? And actually, when he's more vulnerable in this state, she starts to learn more things about him. And as the reader, we start learning more about him. And, you know, when a parent gets sick, you think, oh my gosh, that's so depressing. And this book could have gone there. It might still. But I found these 80 pages, there were so many quirky moments Mm. within them that I I kept smiling, I kept laughing, and I'm like, this is a moment where you should be sad, but I don't know, all the characters were just doing such funny things that I, I, I took a lot of uh, humour in it, and it was nice, it was really nice. Yeah, I, I, it was really good. You heard the bit about the when they were doing the I love you moment, wasn't there? <laughs> well, yeah, they're in the hospital room, and the dad is notorious for just not saying I love you. That's like a precedent, we know that already. But he's going around the hospital bed and he's like, I love you to the youngest daughter. I love you to the oldest daughter. And he turns to the mum and I says, I love you. And the mum just goes like bright red, looks really embarrassed. And everyone's like, oh my gosh, is she okay? Is she going to say it back? And then she just goes, I farted. <laughs> That's the end of the chapter. <laughs> and I was just in stitches because it's such a poignant moment. This is the moment yes. where, you know, the dad's actually expressing his feelings and, and the mum can't oh. handle it. It's just so weird for her that she <laughs> she farts. And it was so funny. I cracked up. It was really funny. And there was the bit where um, in one of them, I think it was the chapter called 4am, where the two sisters were by his bed and they then started just to make funny faces at each other across the bed and like doing like silly gestures towards each other. And I'm like, this is like a really like serious moment. And But they were like, well, what do you do? And they were just being a bit goofy, weren't they? They were. Well, the dad's just laid there <laughs> fast asleep. That's what I mean. There was just so many light moments. Like, you know, the dad's in hospital and then other characters start talking about their own experiences of like, you know, 
not being in the best of health. And the grandma makes an appearance again, who is still my favourite character of this book. And she talks about all these issues that she had with her uterus and how she had to have her fallopian uh, tubes tied, but that wasn't enough. Mm. They actually had to remove the uterus. And she was meant to take some pills. She never took these pills. Her Now she just constantly sweats because she's got the hormone imbalance. Yeah. And <laughs> because she never took the pills, her, her response was just like, putting a towel on her back every day and the way she explains it to the main character she's every time she goes to the shop she's got a towel on she takes it off when it gets soaked puts another towel on <laughs> and i just thought you I just have this, this vision yeah. yeah this older lady and her handbag's just filled with wet towels <laughs> <laughs> it's like gross but hilarious that was a, that was also one of my highlights of these 80 pages yeah so although they were a serious kind of 80 pages, it was just some funny, touching moments. And um, there was a list, wasn't there, of the dad's favourite things? Oh, yeah, and there was, so, there was such an interesting list as well. Yeah, things my dad liked. Steamed rock cod with sweet soy sauce, bright coloured clothing, but not on himself. Boiling hot Cantonese double boiled soup, hair growth oil and wooden combs. Mr. Bean. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he strikes me as quite a serious chap, but he'd like Mr. Bean. <laughs> the Sound of Music, his favourite movie. Uh, what else was that? Sliced papaya on a plate. I mean, and falling asleep. So, <laughs> just for me, it was his favorite color was brown, and even the sisters in the book are like, "Whose favorite color is brown?" I mean, <laughs> apologies if that is your favorite color, listeners, but it's a bit weird. <laughs> There's it's, so many colors you could choose from: brown, <laughs> brown. <laughs> it's an interesting oh. choice. I, I loved that. I I do feel with this book, we're getting to the point where we're we know each character now quite well and I think mm. for the author to have painted this picture of each character in a depth where you feel like you know them is really impressive considering there's not many words in this book no yeah exactly I don't know how she's managed to create that it's just in her sort of it, it's just just easy writing isn't it so it, it just envelopes you into those characters a little bit you know mm. I, I'm finding it a nice book it's just easy to read I want to carry on reading when I've finished doing the pages as well so yeah yeah it's, been a, it's been a good read very good choice Claire considering you just picked this book because you were like it looks nice <laughs> it's yeah. paid off it's really paid off it's it's a bit different very I've really really enjoyed it really enjoyed it Next week, we are going to be finishing this book. Mm. We are going to be going all the way to the end. And I'm intrigued. You know, with books like this, where it just feels like you've taken a slice out of someone's life. Yeah. I'm always intrigued. Where are they going to end? Because there's not really a beginning and there's not really an end, you know, when it's just a slice. Mm. I mean, I do feel this book has been, its main thing is this relationship that she's had with her dad. Yeah. And I, 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 I do find it quite bizarre that they 
don't have this close relationship, but yet when he's in the hospital bed, there there is real like sadness and like pining for him and this love for him, even though they didn't have this strong bond or relationship with yeah. the dad. Maybe that's just a, a cultural thing. No, I agree because obviously they've never had that connection with him, but they all maybe they're trying to make that connection before it's too late and even he's trying to make that connection as well but it like you say it's interesting but it doesn't feel out of place and you'll be hearing our final thoughts and review of it next week and yeah we might possibly reveal our next book next week or we might wait for the next podcast we'll we'll see how we feel (laughs) We've got it lined up. We have, we have. All there waiting. So Claire, last week you had such a terrible week with books because you had to give up on one. Were you, were you able to pick up another book? I did. Well, I didn't have to go very far because I had it already. So my friend had lent me this book. She'd just given it to me to put in my suitcase just before I went to the Philippines. And she said, oh, take this one just in case you run out of books, which obviously I didn't. But... It was sitting there looking at me, and it's called The Impulse Purchase by Veronica Henry. It's quite a, it, it's definitely going to be quite a sweet book. It's on the lines of like Jill Mansell books and things like that. And, you know, I read that one about the one where she went to open the bakery in the little Cornish town oh, yeah. type thing. It's very much on that sort of lines. So in this book, it's about three women characters and it's a generation. There's the the mum and then there's the daughter and then the daughter of her. And uh, I believe they end up opening this pub, buying this pub and running this pub. And the book starts with one of the characters called Cherry And she's holding a retirement party for her husband. Only she discovers that perhaps her husband hasn't been so faithful to her (gasps) at that party. She's been with him a very long time. Yeah. Oh my. This is a lot. There's a bit of drama. Yeah. She's not. She's not broached him about that yet. And then there's other ones where, um, oh, Maggie. Maggie, who is the daughter of Cherry, she lost her husband. And that is Rosa's father. And there's that loss as well and how they're dealing with that. But it's actually reading really nicely. I'm enjoying it. Well, I was going to say, whenever you have a book that you've struggled to read or if you just come out of reading something really difficult, it's so nice to go to a book like that where it's just like characters and heart and a bit of light Mm. relief even if Mm. you know it's cheesy or if it's you know it's nice well I'm currently I've got three books on the go at the moment because I'm mad like that (laughs) I need to stop this I feel like it's taking me longer to read books nowadays because I've always got three on the go but it always depends where I am why I pick up different books so I listened to a lot of my audiobook today, which is Bedlam by L.J. Ross, which is part of my detective series that I've been listening to for quite a while. I am so near the end of that book. I've only got an hour left to listen to. 
and oof, it is very very frustrating I was on the bus and I was I must have had like a face like thunder because I was so frustrated with this book basically it's following a trope which I really hate and this trope is when you know the truth as the reader and the truth seems very obvious very logical but for some reason every other character in the book can't see it Oh. And think that the main character's lying mm. or making stuff up, and it drives me up the wall. <laughs> I absolutely hate it. It's it really um, is a bugbear oh, of mine in any sort mm. of story. I don't know if you've read one like that, but oh, <laughs> yeah, okay. Because this is is this the one where you read the book too, and then you went yeah, to book one? <laughs> and then I yeah. read. Yeah, and now I'm on book And there's three. actually lots of these books, though, isn't there? There's loads of them. It, so, so has this put you uh, off it then? That you're I don't know. Obviously, with it? I'm, it's obviously going to end well because there's other books. I just feel like this story. I've not enjoyed where it's gone, where it started, the setting, because it's set in like America, but like the South. So the narrator is always putting on a a southern accent or a new york accent and i'm just like i can't with these accents because they're just so slow <laughs> no offense southern america but you speak too slowly at least in this book and yeah so and the story itself i've not enjoyed so i don't know i feel like i might need a break after this one before i go into the next one because it's just following a lot of tropes that i don't like <laughs> by all means it is a good book it it reads nicely but I've the story for me has been a bit flat um so I've only got an hour left to listen to that and then I might move on to something different in my audio sphere just to mix it up a bit <laughs> mm-hmm. um then I'm reading Notes on an Execution by Dania Kafka. there's so many gays in Dania's last name I hope I'm saying it right And I'm obsessed with this book. Obviously, I spoke at length about it last week. And I think I would have finished it by now if the subject matter wasn't so heavy. Because it's quite a dark book and the chapters are so long. It's not one that I want to pick up before bed. Which is at the moment when I'm doing my most reading. Because you don't really want to go to bed with Mm. serial killers in your head. (laughs) Because that's just bad dreams. Um, But it is an amazing book. My sister's just finished it, so now that's really given me the motivation to finish it as well so I can chat to yeah. her about the ending. But I can't rate that highly enough. The writing is excellent, the concept is excellent. It's a fantastic book so far, so I'm hoping to review that one next week and hopefully the ending will be just as good as the rest of the story. And finally, on my Kindle, I'm reading I Kiss Sarah Wheeler by Casey McQuiston. I've read all of Casey McQuiston's other book. This is my light relief book, you know? The one that I go to when the others are getting a bit heavy or I take my Kindle to work a lot, so it's the one that I read on my lunch break. Everyone thinks I'm really smart because I'm sat there reading and I'm like, you don't know what I'm reading. It's not smart at all. (laughs) It's just good old, cheesy, YA fun where all the characters are very self-absorbed, you know, the typical YA romance slash crime where you're just like what is going on (laughs) 
it's reading really well. It's got your typical American characters in, you know, your nerd, your jock, the person that loves going to theatre. And it's about the popular girl at school who everyone loved, and after prom night, she disappears. But she's kissed three people. One's a boyfriend, one's the neighbour next door, and one's um, this girl who absolutely hates her. And she's left them notes and a, a mystery to solve so they can find out why she just left. But the weird thing about this book is the police aren't bothered. Her parents haven't said she's missing, so it's like, what is going on? What? <laughs> yeah, because you'd think if like the most popular person in the school just disappeared, and the head teacher's her dad, and he doesn't seem bothered, somebody oh. would say something. And how something. long has she been missing now? Currently, like a week. <laughs> what? And nobody's questioning where she is. Nobody's questioning it. Oh. And for me, that's <laughs> the most unbelievable part of the book. <laughs> Yeah. I think everybody would be searching for her and a little bit worried, wouldn't they? Unless they're in on it. Yeah, because they're based in a small town in America as well. That's also like, everybody would be concerned about this. Yeah. (laughs) But the three people are like searching for this girl and she's left these pink envelopes for them to solve. But I'm of the opinion like be like this girl's such a drama queen <laughs> i can't be bothered with this so th- the story is problematic there's a lot of plot holes but it's easy reading and it is nice to dip back back into a ya book and yeah <laughs> you know it i do miss them sometimes but then you have all these characters being stupid and you're like this is what i didn't miss <laughs> <laughs> Only in a YA. <laughs> and there you go. That's my that's my reading progress so far this week. A lot. It's a lot. It is a lot. You you've got a lot. You've got a lot of books on the go there. I am sticking to just my one book and our book club book. That's what I should do, Claire. That's what I should do. <laughs> <laughs> but I get that you need some light relief from because you've got two kind of heavyish books going on, crime. Mm. And serial killers so yeah i think that's the problem when i'm on the bus i want to do something productive but i get travel sick so i can't read my book on the bus so i'm I'm listening to an audit but then that's another book that i'm suddenly yeah and then i don't want to take my paperbacks to work so they'll bend so then i'm like god i read something on the kindle during look and then before you know it you're reading four books because you've got a book club as well problems (laughs) it's a good problem to have Anyway, on that note, we are reading to the end of Ghost Forest by Piction Fung. We're looking forward to getting on to our next book then as well. Ooh! As always, follow us on Instagram at Lounger with Books, and it is goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from me. Mm-hmm.